blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are continuing with round two of our TTT patron tournament. In one corner, in that first round, he had a bye, so he got to sit back and relax. But to win today, he has got to be a top gun of trivia. It's Cheyenne Fletcher. Cheyenne, please say hi and a little bit about yourself. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Yeah, Cheyenne Fletcher, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have a trivia company here uh, raising two crazy kids, and that's about it. All right. Well, we're excited to get you into the tournament. I know the uh, the first round was a buy, and you know, you're kind of like, Ah, you're ready to jump in, but, um, you know, hey, you get to go a little bit farther than everybody um, just for being you. So <laughs> in the other corner, she took down Brian McClure with her wagering strategy to bet big last time. But will her risky business continue to pay off? It's Megan Walsh. Well, hi, guys. Uh, Meg Walsh, Dover, New Hampshire. I am a teacher who is absolutely ready for the school year to be done. <laughs> I see. Very nice. It's not over yet uh, where you're at? Friday. Okay. All right. I think <laughs> so ours, so ours ended last Friday over here. So before we keep moving, we've got to know the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, if y'all uh, caught my little, what I thought was a clever little intro bit, I mentioned Top Gun in uh, Cheyenne's intro and Risky Business in Megan Walsh's. To get to know y'all just a little bit better, I want you to tell me, what is your favorite Tom Cruise role? Not all at once. Uh, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think. You know, I'll go. Um, maybe Cold Trickle in Days of Thunder. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. A I, great name, too. Yeah, like, I could just watch that movie over and over, even though it's really kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. I just, I, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but I love Top Gun. You, you I feel mm. like you can't hate top gun <laughs> yeah well it's either flying high or speeding fast with days of thunder 
Um, my personal favorite Tom Cruise role is the vampire Lestat from Interview the Vampire. I think he just nails call. it. And as awesome as Cole Trickle of a name that is, it's hard to beat Top Gun. So that means Megan is going to go <laughs> first in today's episode. All right. I'm going to start with TV. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Ooh. This show ran from 1960 to 1964, and it was set anywhere between Chicago to Los Angeles, as long as it was on this roadway. Route 66? Route 66 is the name of the show and is the roadway. Yep. All right. Yeah, I didn't know that was a show until it was an LL question recently. And I was ah. like, okay, like all this points towards Route 66, I'll guess that, but... <laughs> I must have sat out that season because I've sat out the past two. Yeah, I think it was last season. Or okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe even this season. All right. Uh, Cheyenne, what category do you want? Sports, I guess. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. Between 1959 to 1966, this team won eight straight NBA championships, a record that still holds today. In fact, the next closest is three straight held by the Lakers and the Bulls, who the Bulls did it twice. You said 59 to 66? Correct. Celtics? Those were the Bill Russell years. Yes, it is the Boston Celtics. A lot of great players. Nice boom. Yeah, the Red Auerbach years. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 All right. We are starting off strong. Megan, what do you want next? I think I'm going to take fashion. Okay. And your decade is the nineties. In 1994, the gaps outlet stores were renamed this in order to establish a separate image from its parent company. Uh, the brand was, was a success and it became the first retailer to pass $1 billion in its first four years of business. Well, considering I had a lot of performance fleece in middle school, I'm going to have to go with Old Navy. Old Navy is correct. Well Which I just recently learned is named after a bar in Paris. That's even cooler. Hey, all right. So you know what? I try to great. do good trivia and then Cheyenne comes in with better <laughs> trivia. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah. The Gap CEO named it after a bar he was at in Paris. That's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea uh, companies were related. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, Cheyenne coming in with the cool facts. Uh, but what uh, category would you like? Food. Okay. And we're back to the 60s. Okay. okay. <laughs> this brand of chocolate biscuit made by an Australian company, Arnott's, came to market in 1964. They were named by Ross Arnott, who attended the 1958 Kentucky Derby and decided that the name of the winning horse was perfect for this new line of biscuits. And Australians say biscuits, but they're all cookies. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. They're what weird year? over there. Yeah, what year? Uh, it uh, came to market in 1964, and uh, the horse won in 1958. Wow. Chocolate. I like I'm at such a loss. Uh, um, Oreo. 
I, I know that's not right, but I don't want to sit here forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Oreo is incorrect. <laughs> Megan, you get a chance to steal this one. Um, is it Tim Tams? The name of the horse was Tim Tam. Yes, it is Tim Tams. I've never heard of Tim Tams, so oh. I'm fine with missing that. <laughs> they are delicious. They're like a cult classic in Australia, yep. for sure. Yep. Yeah, you'll see them every now and then. They've gotten some um, some sales out here. I've definitely seen them in the in randomly in the stores. So mm-hmm. highly recommend them if anybody has not tried them. So, all right, Megan with the steal, and you get to go back to whatever category you want. I'm going to take music. Okay. And we're going back to the 90s. Okay. <laughs> so you'll notice that some of these questions are probably left over from uh, when we had um, Frankie Mitchell, because I specifically did some Australian ones, because last time she was on, we did way too many super American ones for her. So anyway, here you go. Truly Madly Deeply hit number one in Australia the U.S. and Canada in 1997, and it was performed by this Australian pop duo. Uh, Savage Garden. Yes, luckily that was a hit in the U.S. as well, and it (laughs) is Savage Garden. You know what else is savage? It's this score. Come on, Cheyenne. I'm (laughs) just kidding. Just getting brutalized. Just kidding. All right. What uh, category would you like? Oh, wow. Uh, Let's give movies a try, I guess. Wow. And your decade is the 2000s. 2000s. In 2001, Angelina Jolie wore a padded bra to play the film version of this 36 double D video game character. Laura Croft. Laura Croft is correct. You got that one, Megan? We left, we have TV. Nope, we don't have TV left. We've got news and politics slang toys and games and literature let's try slang slang is scary (laughs) (laughs) and your decade is the 80s the january 1987 edition of playboy is the first known use of this phrase referring to alcohol's effect on one's perception of attraction beer goggles beer goggles is correct all right Beer girl. All right, Cheyenne, left uh, toys and games, literature, and news and politics. Let's try toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. Oh, yeah, that's great. (laughs) Before Hot Wheels led the way to market in the 1960s, this was the go-to brand for toy cars. Their popular minuscule automobiles originated in Great Britain in 1953. Matchbox cars? Matchbox is correct. Good job. Yeah, I pretty much can only name two different (laughs) makers of small cars. (laughs) 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 All right, Megan, you get to pick news and politics or literature. Which one do you want? I don't want either of them, but, you know, um, I guess news and politics, literature, there's always too much comic book stuff for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, John and I specifically wanted to make sure when we say literature, we do tend towards that um, because, oh, well. I've seen a comic book. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know they exist. (laughs) And the decade is the 70s. Okay. 
In March 1979, a series of mechanical and human errors at the plant caused the worst commercial nuclear accident in U.S. history. The Three Mile Island Nuclear Generating Station that failed is located in what state? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is correct. That's a fun thing about that. Three Mile Island is named Three Mile because it's like three miles from Harrisburg or something. Yeah. Like it's uh, like the close city. It's not that it's a three mile long island. It's yeah. three miles from a big city. I always associated it with Long Island. I'm from North yeah. Jersey originally. So, so I don't know why it always stuck in my head as Long Island. I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are sticking literature with Cheyenne. And your decade is the 2000s. Oh, even better. This Vertigo comic series was first published in 2002. It features various characters from fairy tales and folklore, with the most prominent being the big bad wolf known as Bigby and Snow White. I heard words come out of your mouth. I know. I know. I could see. You were just stared at me blankly like, really? <laughs> you beep. You M beeper. <laughs> oh, okay. So fairy tale. Um, vertigo. Um, wow. Once upon a time. Once upon a time is incorrect. Solid guess, though. That's what I was gonna say. Um, um, the Brothers Grimm. I don't know. Brothers Grimm. I don't know. Is <laughs> Also incorrect. I think actually both of those were shows at some point because definitely Once Upon a Time was yeah. an ABC yeah. show. And I think Brothers Grimm, or at least just called Grimm. There is a comic series called Grimm's Fairy Tales, but it's uh, not that it is not the one that you were talking about. No, John, would you please let everyone know what I am talking about? Uh, that is probably Adam's favorite comic book series, which is how it made this, uh, this question series, uh, and that is Fables. Fables. Uh, yes, yeah. it's phenomenal. Highly recommend it to everyone, even if you don't like comics. It's really good. So, all right. That is the end of round one. John, would you please let us know our score update? Well, I was hoping to be able to say that uh, we had a perfect round of no missed questions. Fortunately, that last one messed it up. Um, however, Megan did dominate. She has 60 to Cheyenne's 30. Yep. Okay. Wow, good job so far. Don't worry. I usually mess it up in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start things off in round two. And as Megan went first in round one, that means, Cheyenne, you get to pick for Megan in round two. Okay. I'll give her literature. <laughs> Maybe it'll be another comics question. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and her decade is the 70s. <laughs> 70s. This magazine was founded by Rupert Murdoch in 1974 as competition to the National Enquirer. Sections included Worst of the Week, which points out the most amusing celebrity fashion disasters, and Knife Styles of the Rich and Famous, which illustrates suspected incidents of plastic surgery with before and after photos. I'm thinking of two separate ones that it could be, but I th I'm gonna go with the classier option, and that's People Magazine. People is incorrect. Damn it. Cheyenne, you get a chance to steal. Oh, I know. I like, I can't pull this right now, but I know I'm going to know the answer when I hear it. Uh, I, I can, 
uh, I don't know. The sun. I'm not. I, it's not. The sun is incorrect. You were pretty close, though. It was star, wasn't it? It is star. Ah, I should have gone less classy. <laughs> yes. As competition for National Enquirer, don't classy is not the right thing. It was right. star. All right. All right. No points awarded. But uh, Megan, you get a pick for Cheyenne. Um, I'm going to give Cheyenne slang. He did say it was scary. And his decade is the 70s. In the 70s, this noun was used to describe a silly or odd-behaviored person, how it's still used today. But previously, this same word was originally slang for male genitalia. One more time. Yep. In the 70s, this noun became used to describe someone who was of silly or odd behavior, how it's still used today. But previously, the same word was originally used as slang for male genitalia. Dork. Dork is correct. <laughs> Somebody's dork. Yep, that's what <laughs> he used to be called. <laughs> All right. Too many jokes right there. Yes. And <laughs> dorks are also scary. Uh, okay. <laughs> right. All right, Cheyenne, you get to pick for Megan. Uh, sports. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. From 1993 to 2001, this person won six Vezina trophies. In 1998, he won his second consecutive Hart Memorial Trophy, becoming the first goalie to win the award multiple times. And during the 1998 Winter Olympics, he led the Czech national ice hockey team to its first and only Olympic gold medal. Uh, Dominic Hasek. <laughs> that is Dominic Hasek. Uh, I think probably the most technically just phenomenal goalie of all oh, time. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. He's amazing. All right. Look like Cheyenne knew this one as well, but unfortunately, <laughs> Megan got it. All right. Megan. For once, I didn't get a, a basketball sports yeah. question. There you go. <laughs> Hockey is my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Well, what do you want to give Cheyenne? Fashion. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. This casual wear and dress clothing brand began in the 90s, but became big in the early 2000s with their signature velour tracksuits. The brand got purchased by Liz Claiborne in 2003. Uh... Woody Hut, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Early thousands. I'll read it again. This casual wear and dress clothing brand began in the 90s, but became big in the early 2000s with their signature velour tracksuits. The brand got purchased by Liz Claiborne in 2003. I mean, this is just going to be a steal. I know she knows this. And I have, I can't even like put this in my head to try to figure out what it is, right? Like, I don't, this, every time I think of tracksuit, I'm, I see run DMC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just to throw out a stupid answer. I'll say Dockers because I can't not answer a question. 
Dockers is incorrect. Megan, can you actually steal it like he thinks you can? Oh, yeah. Instead of run DMC, think Britney Spears because these are juicy couture tracksuits. Juicy couture is correct. I have heard those two words put together at some point in my life. It's 2021 and I still own one. (laughs) I prefer the terry cloth ones, though. Okay. (laughs) Right. All right. She gets the steal. And Cheyenne, you get to pick the category for Megan. I don't know. Wow. Um, Food. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Name this gum that first came out in 1963, but in the 70s, they had a short-lived chocolate flavor. And just like all their other flavors, I'm sure it only lasted half a second. That could be so many different kinds of gums. <laughs> chocolate flavor. It's not Wrigley's. Is that your guess or are you just saying it's not no, Wrigley's? No, no, just that's my guess. <laughs> okay. Wrigley's is incorrect. Cheyenne, you get a chance to steal. Yeah. Can I hear it one more time? Yep. Name this gum that first came out in 1963, but in the 70s, they even had a short-lived chocolate flavor. And just like all their other flavors, I'm sure it only lasted for about a half a second. I mean, the gum that I think of that I had when I was young that like tasted so good and then was just out of flavor is uh, Fruit Stripe. Yes. <laughs> fruit Stripe is correct. Ugh. Oh, man. Trying to throw a little bit of wrench with the chocolate flavor, but you're right. The uh, the hint was the uh, short-lived flavor. Yeah, no, like, it was I amazing didn't... for, like, five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it had been around for that long. I thought it started yeah. in the 80s. That's why yeah, I was oh, like, yeah. It can't be fruit stripe. Yep. Nope. It was. It's been around that long. Dang. All right. All right. Yeah. That uh, that zebra has been invading our taste buds for a good while, but then he leaves real, real quick. But it's good. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, gets the steal, and now Megan, you get to throw a question back at Cheyenne. Um, I'm gonna go with music. Okay. And your decade is the '70s. Okay. Name this instrumental written by Dickie Betts and named after his daughter. It appeared on the Allman Brothers 1973 album, Brothers and Sisters. Okay. Let me. I've got two names and I'm getting them. Uh... Melissa. Melissa is incorrect. <laughs> Megan, you get a chance to steal. It's Jessica. It is. Melissa is not an instrumental, but sweet Melissa. Uh, Melissa was actually named after the daughter of a woman in a grocery store. Funny enough as that is. Uh, But yes, Jessica was named after Dickie Betts' daughter and is the instrumental. Yeah. Like if I was playing a game by myself, you know, something like beat my guest or something, I would have been like, okay, Melissa or Jessica, Melissa or Jessica, which one is it? Which one is it? But I was like, all right, I can't throw out the other option. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Just had like, to say I grew it. up on the Almond Brothers. So that wasn't like a fair question. That was good. <laughs> so good. Oh, wow, we have... yeah, you did say, ah, sweet Melissa. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I should have picked sweet up on Melissa. the instrumental part. Yep. All right. We've had, I think, three straight steals, which is uh, pretty wild. Cheyenne, you get to pick the next category for Megan. And left, we have movies, TV, news and politics, and toys and games. Toys and games? 
Okay. And a decade is the 90s. If your parents were trying to save a few bucks, as opposed to ponying up for a real Tamagotchi, you probably got this digital toy from Tiger Electronics released in 1997. A Giga Pet? Giga Pets is correct. <laughs> Woo. All I right. think there were nano pets too, but probably yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all everyone was trying to jump on that train. So what was a Digimon? Was that similar? Uh Digimon is much more like Pokemon. Mm -hmm. okay. Like the cards and stuff. Yep. They even had their own like cartoon kind of thing. So uh all right. Well, Megan did stop the train of steals. Uh, and now she gets to pick for Cheyenne. Um, I am gonna give Cheyenne, news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. In 1966, Charles Whitman, an architectural engineering student at this university, climbed to the top of a tower that soared 307, 307 feet above the campus. Then he used an array of firearms to shoot at pedestrians and police. Before he was himself killed, 15 people lay dead and 31 were injured. That's an uplifting question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. We went from fruit stripe and gigapets to mass murder. I'm sorry, yeah. everybody. Yeah, University of Texas. It is the University of Texas at Austin. Yep, that is correct. <laughs> All right. Hopefully uh, we can get some more happy-go-lucky questions. Um, so what do you think would be more happy-go-lucky, either movies or TV for Megan? Oh, um, movies. I don't. Okay. And your decade is the eighties. The eighties. This teen sex comedy took place at Angel Beach High School in Florida. It was released in late 1981, and one review aptly said about the film: gleeful in its misogyny and celebratory of bad behavior. This film is an intermittently funny farce that will leave audiences feeling in need of a shower. The only thing I can think of is Porky's. Porky's is correct with their famous shower scene yep. and it being a very misogynistic uh, yeah. farce. And that question was brought to us by Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. So, okay. All right. And that leaves TV for Cheyenne for the last question before our final round. And his decade is the 50s. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, we're ending with another Jackie LaFave question. This American legal drama series broadcast from 1957 to 66. The titular character was portrayed by Raymond Burr and was Hollywood's first weekly one hour series film for television. In 73, there was a revival that was uh, poorly received and ran for only about 15 episodes. Perry Mason. Perry Mason is correct. Nice. All right. Okay, as we go. Wow, that kept me out of lockout status. Yeah, that was uh, an essential question. Yes. Good job. John, could you uh, do that math for us? Let us know our uh, standings before we go to the final round. All right. Megan has 110 and Cheyenne has 70. Okay. It is very possible to go either way. And so what we need from y'all is to uh, pick whichever category you want. And Megan, as you are in the lead, which category do you definitely want to happen in this final round? Um, ooh. 
do you go do you go slang because he doesn't like it? Do you literature hoping for maybe a comic book thing that he doesn't know? <laughs> that I still won't know. I think um, we're equal on the comic book thing. <laughs> <laughs> um let's try food. Okay. And the decade will be the eighties. Okay. And Cheyenne, oh. what category would you like? I don't know. Um I'll just Let's go sports. And the decade will be the 50s. All right. So y'all need to put down your wagers based on 50s sports and 80s food. I'm locked in. Yeah, I am too. All right. All right. We will start with our 80s food question. This energy drink has the highest market share of any in the world with 7.5 billion cans sold each year. And though it seems more recent, it actually started giving people wings back in 1987. And our 50s sports question. The 1956 Summer Olympics were held in this city. They were the first Olympic Games to be staged in the Southern Hemisphere and Oceania as well as the first to be outside of Europe and North America. So obviously if they're outside of Europe and North America, they're outside of the Southern, they're you know, first in the <laughs> Southern hemisphere, but they are also in, in, in Oceania, if that helps, because it says that. All right. Well, they're thinking about their answers. I'm here to just tell everybody, go back and re-listen to every episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Why not? They're awesome. You probably forgot some of the trivia questions by now. They're good decent trivia we're not great trivia but it's solid trivia we have a lot of fun <laughs> way to talk us up there adam <laughs> you know, there's something to be said about being humble <laughs> all right let me know if y'all need any questions reread cheyenne's good i'm good and megan's good okay all right uh well let's start with cheyenne who was behind uh what are your answers to our 80s food and our 50 sports questions uh well the food I mean, the wings, right, makes it Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Like, and then uh, 56 was in Melbourne, except for the equestrian events, which were in Stockholm, because they had these weird, like, rules about animals coming into Australia. And so they weren't allowed to bring in the horses to Australia to compete in the equestrian events. So they did all that in Stockholm. All right. Seems to know a lot about that one. Uh, Megan, what were your answers to these same questions? I had Red Bull and Melbourne, too. Okay. And for the correct answers, Cheyenne stole all of my flavor text for the (laughs) Melbourne one. Thank you, sir. Um, But yes, it is. It is Melbourne, and it is, of course, Red Bull. So now we are going to go into wagers. Cheyenne. As you were behind, what did you wager? Wager both of you guys getting them right, so you both got your wagers. So, what did you? Uh, how many points are you going up? Like anybody who knows me knows that I don't play the game; I just play to have fun. And seventy, right? Like, yeah, okay. throw it all in there. I'm not like there could have been a more like. What does she have to do to cover me? Like, I might do that if I'm on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Like, no. If, you know, oh, not, no offense. Do. It's okay. We're yeah, not yeah. Jeopardy level yet. Yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> There's no money at stake, right? Yeah. But, By like, the way, Mayim Bialik is going to come in and guest host us for two weeks next, <laughs> starting next week. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah, like all podcasts, if anybody's ever against me, they just need to know that I'm throwing everything out there. So, yeah, uh, uh, 
All right. And uh, Megan, last time you were on, you wagered it all, but this time you were in the lead. What did you wager? I wagered 65. I did half. Or no, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm more than half. I did more than half of what I had. <laughs> so okay. I went 65. <laughs> okay. All right, John, math us up, man, and let us know who won. With a final score of 175 to 140, quite possibly one of our highest scoring games ever. Total. Yeah. Megan oh, is the winner. Yes. Good job, Megan. Good job. That was a very good game. A lot of uh, correct answers. Only a few unfortunate guys don't like comics, um, which is a shame because I love fables. But uh, well done. Wow. Yeah, I keep telling myself, like, there's like these trivia black holes I have. And I'm like, I just need to, I have to go study them, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to go study comic books. Like, because yep. I'm not going to read them. <laughs> like, I'm not going to learn that way. <laughs> If, uh, if my board was correct, the only two questions that were missed were both the liter- literature questions. You're right. Yeah, I yep. think so. Yeah. What yeah, was that's, the, what, that's what uh, mine looks like. Uh, oh, the other yeah. one was a star. Was a star. star. Yeah. Oh. So close. Oh. Uh, right. Well, that was a fantastic game. And Megan, as you will continue, I'll let you talk another day. Uh, but Cheyenne, unfortunately, you got your bye. But, uh, you know, your continuation in the tournament has been put to a swift end. So is there anything you would like to mention? Just kind of shout out, sing praises to Megan uh, or, you know, curse her however you prefer or, or nothing to her and just talk about something else that you care about. Yeah, No, like that was an amazing job. Uh, wow. I got my ass. Sorry. I got <laughs> I got whooped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah good job no you know just uh it's interesting like getting back out in the world you know like mm-hmm. this is like a weird time <laughs> i went to a restaurant for the first time yeah but yeah still uh i say just be safe as well and uh i have a trivia company here in tulsa if anybody needs trivia anywhere questionable company get in touch with us um we're just now getting back out there which is also weird so yeah no this was fun this was great Yes, uh, if anybody couldn't tell, Cheyenne is fantastic at trivia. It's just kind of how the uh, Tim Tam crumbles, if you will, every now and then. Oh, my good, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I now have to go find out what a Tim Tam is. <laughs> and taste it, and you will thank us. I can guarantee it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah. All right. Well, for John, I'm Adam, and that was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. La la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.